Hi, welcome back to your first million. It's Arlen. It's another weekend. Seems like the weekends are the easiest for me to record if I don't have something scheduled. Uh, a recording, I mean, like a, an interview. Last time I talked to you about Runner was a couple of weeks ago. I was letting you know that I had raised $1.4 million. Um, it's, it's more like $1.5 now. And I, um, a lot has happened in two weeks with Runner. I mean, every, every day something happens. Every week, the team and I look back. We have our Monday calls and we have our Friday calls. And then we have everything in between. But on our Friday calls, we look back and we're just, I, at least I'm, I'm just so uh, impressed with what has been accomplished. It's not easy. I, you know, I got to be honest, it's not easy. And I know that so many listening who are founders know this. I've said it before. I've worked with founders in the trenches for a decade. I've been a founder myself. I obviously backstage is, uh, was no picnic to, to, to build. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful picnic to work at, but it's no picnic to build. And so it doesn't surprise me that it's hard, but it's just, it's new hard. It's a new, different, you know, a different type of hard. And it reminds me of so many of the very successful, um, um, founders who I've spoken to over the years who have billion dollar companies, multi-billion dollar companies, and who are still operators at that company, usually as a CEO or president, and they say that it's just, it doesn't get easier with money. It doesn't get easier with investment. It doesn't get easier with time. The struggle changes. What's difficult changes. And at the same time, the reason they keep doing it, and the reason I keep doing it, and the reason that you probably keep doing it, is because the rewards continue to evolve as well. And that's what I'm realizing and reaffirming every day. And so I, I'm just, I, I wake up really excited. I wake up early and earlier than normal and I go to sleep late. And I, I last night I dreamt about Runner for most of the night. Uh, woke up thinking about it, wrote myself some messages. You know, that's, that's the, the state I'm in right now because there's such... Not just the company, right? The company is its whole thing, but what we're solving for and what we're able to, what we will one day be able to offer, like the product, the solution, is so compelling to me. It would be compelling to me if somebody brought it to me as an investment. And to be able to be on this side of it is so exciting. So we've been doing things manually. We've been making matches. You may ha- you may be a runner in the talent pool. If you are, thanks for listening. Uh, you you make me smile just by thinking of you and talking about you. We have uh, nearly two hundred. We'll be at two hundred by March fifteenth. We have just shy of that. And each each person is being onboarded or has been onboarded and is being matched or has be- has been matched. One of the two. And. When the app comes out, which is scheduled for March 15th, and I put a little buffer on either side because I know how that goes. I know how difficult it is to build a, a develop an app. So I am giving us some grace there if we have to push it a little bit. But I do I do think we're going to have our V1 by March 1st, 15th, ready to go, excited. But 
when that comes out, what it'll essentially add to our current uh, process is it's, it's going to help us with the, the scheduling of it will be the, the, the fastest thing that I see, think we'll notice. Because we are still doing a very human-first matching. The app will do matching, of course, but it will be based on what the algorithm that we're building that is us. You know, we are the algorithm. The scheduling of it is going to be really cool. And getting people, getting runners to their capacity on the hours they wish to to run. Not the hours that, you know, the, the most hours a person can work. Because that's not the goal. It's more about curating your career, as we say, uh, trademark pending, by the way. It's more about that. And so um, the average, I'll give you a little inside information if I haven't already. The average, when you look at all of the runners, we ask them how many hours per week do you want to run or do you want to work? The average comes out to 24 and a half hours so far with a little less than, a little fewer than 200 runners. That's a really cool number to me. That's a really interesting number to me. Um, 24 and a half hours. We, we, we're pretty clear on the rates that are the averages and, and that when you do all that math and when you see what we've already booked, like we've been booking since essentially October, that anything outside of runner, because I was booking in September, runners within runner, but outside of runner, we've been booking since October. So we know what our cust- our current customers are spending how they're, you know, operating within the, the, the product. And we know what the runners are needing, are asking for, or are, you know, what they, who they are. And that all will evolve over time. That's why I spend a lot of time talking about that with the team, how much that will evolve. If we think about what runner was internally, in September, it's miles away than what it is today in end of February. But it's also pretty far from what it was in December, just two months ago. So that means that two months from now, end of April, I'll do one of these uh, recordings and I'll probably, I'll try to remember to come back to this one because I'll probably have something very, you know, different to say about Runner as not, not the different core but the evolution to what we're doing. We may have more runners than 200. We may have had a really successful launch. We may have been hit hard by our launch and it didn't succeed. So much can happen and that is why I'm building in public because not only do I wanna build this incredible company and give so many people an opportunity to curate their careers, so many people an opportunity to have that needed help, that much needed help early, or even as a unicorn in their companies with the operational talent that we provide. But I also want people to be able to observe it from the outside, working on your own company, whatever that may be, or working for someone. I want you to know what we're doing so that you know what you can ask for um, at your own company. One of the things that makes me laugh a lot is when people think that 
that runner may conflict with another company that's like a hiring or recruiting company. I don't think it does. Like I'm not I'm not hiding anything from LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn complements what we do in a major way. I think we complement what they do in a major way. I love what Greenhouse is doing and Daniel's doing at Greenhouse. I I I pay attention to what Canvas is doing for sure. You know, having worked with their former CEO um, and their head of people, I see all of these uh, the 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 newer groups that were before Runner, but kind of smaller uh, than the ones that I just mentioned. I work with them. We we partner with them. We we you know co-sponsor events. I'm on panels with them. Like that's the type of thing I want to do. We don't want to come in and replace the recruiter. We don't want to come in and replace the head of people internally at companies. What we want to do is complement as much as we can the work that's being done and make it easier and make it more fulfilling. So to me that anytime someone is a little nervous about suggesting that I get on a panel with somebody who is uh, at, a, at a recruiting place, I, I just laugh at it. There are a couple of places that I'm uh, curious, I haven't talked to, um, like ZipRecruiter, I, I really find their their marketing to be interesting. And, and speaking of, the, keep an eye out or an ear out, A, keep an ear out for something coming up in that vein. I'll tell you what I mean later. Um, ZipRecruiter, uh, uh, Upworks, or Upwork, sorry, Fiverr, those types of things are interesting because they keep, they keep being brought up in conversation with us. I also, I think I might have mentioned this somewhere, but I also believe that we're not just in the landscape or the competitive landscape of, or the comp, complementary or comparable landscape of recruiting and hiring companies. I also think we're in that space of this, any company that's trying to offer an extra uh, stream of income. And you know how much I love different revenue and income streams. I, I have a whole uh, 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 courses about it, and I talk about it all the time. And I talk about it in my book. It's about damn time. I talk about it all the time, right? So I think we're like Patreon in a way. If you think about Patreon, I think they're average. And I may be wrong about these numbers, but the last time I looked, I think they were like for every, you know, the average creator makes $10,000 in additional income through Patreon every year. And that's not, you can't live off of that, but that's another stream of income. And so if, um, I'm, I'm just, I love the fact that people can use Runner in the Runner talent pool. And hopefully if you're not in it, you'll apply soon at hirerunner.co. I love that you can use it for different things. It doesn't have to be your full time. In fact, I encourage it to be your side hustle. I encourage it to be your 10 hours a week that you make some extra cash. I love that. Um, Some people are going to use it as their main thing, and they're going to try to get as many awesome gigs as possible. You know, work with really great companies or maybe just one company that's like just, you know, using runner because we handle so much. We handle all of the sourcing, recruiting, hiring, onboarding. Um, um, we talk about the pricing, billing, payments, HR, 
culture, community. We, we handle so much that employers are looking to us and some big employers are looking to us to just source great talent and make it easy for them. So it's not only solopreneurs or small teams under 10. Now we're starting to see, I mean, we started seeing that in, in September. We started seeing companies at 100, 100 to 200 people that are fast growing. They want to get culture right. They think this is interesting. We saw even companies, several of them, more than, more than one that are I, that I have IPO'd, that are public companies, that are multi-billion dollar companies that said, hey, this department could use this operations help. And once we get into that app and really, you know, digging in, um, you know, we've done some 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 manual matching. But once we get into the app territory, I think version one, version two, a few weeks after that, and so on, I think we're going to it's going to be off to the races. So just good stuff there. Uh, I remember I try to think of the second name. What is the other one called? So I talked at two different companies. One was in New York. Their recruiting company started by a woman. I spoke at their event, or sorry, to their to their team like three years ago. I really want to remember their name, so I want if anybody's listening who knows what I'm talking about, please let me know. And then the second is uh, Handshake. I talked at Handshakes uh, internally, same kind of thing. Just really right after that, I'd I'd love to connect with them again. I'd love to just. I, if you have a company that is in the recruiting space, it's in the HR space, it's in the employer employee retention space, we have many of those in our portfolio at Backstage that I love working with, um, hit me up, you know, email me, reach out to me on social. I may not be able to reach out, you know, to everybody and respond, but I do want to continue these interesting talks about collaboration. Sometimes we'll add you to our perks page where all of our customers have access, which is, you know, kind of cool. You'll be alongside Main Street and Brex and um, uh, Work From and, and other great companies. And sometimes it'll be even more of a collaboration where where we can even do some more stuff. So yeah, just reach out. Also, uh, today, today's Saturday, I think it's the 19th, don't quote me, I think it is. And today we had an article or an article came out about Runner in TechCrunch. Check that out. Check out the TechCrunch article. It is interesting. It tells you a little bit more about our investors and about how I'm thinking about the balance between Backstage and Runner. Um, you know, they're journalists, journalists, so they're not asking my permission to, to give their take on it. But I think they were fair. I think they were fair and and. They didn't twist my words with the answers that I gave, and they reached out to a couple other people, it looks like, and I think it was fair, so I would take a look at it. If it weren't fair, I would say I wouldn't mention it because I don't think that's cool, but I also, again, I'll say it to the day I die, I am open to constructive criticism and to being held um, to the same or better, no, I'm going to stop saying it better, held to the same standard as everyone else, but do make it same. Do not uh, add to that, that moving that goalpost. Because one thing I'll tell you is the numbers that we're hitting, you know, $500,000 uh, run rate w- within the first 100 days that you see in the article, that's the kind of stuff that some people can go out and, and raise $5, 10000000 million on 
out the gate. And you know what I mean by some people. <laughs> um, it's good for them. Like, do it. Use your unfair advantage however you can. As long as you don't step on anybody, use your unfair advantage. So I'm going to use mine. Uh, but I'm going to build this company with this team. And we're going to do it our way. We're going to be Frank Sinatra up in here. We're going to do it our way. We're going to really pay careful attention to the investors that we have along the road, the, the, this journey and the people who are supporting, the runners, the internal team, the customers, the stakeholders. And stakeholders, you'll see over time, will become more and more and more just like we do it backstage. So keep an eye out. I'm excited. I'm a little tired. <laughs> Maybe you've noticed. I don't know. I'm a little tired, but I'm definitely um, more than engaged and more than excited. Oh, last thing. Before, I'm so glad I didn't forget this before I hit the stop button. Runner team and backstage team, most of us, not all of us, but most of us, are going to be at South by Southwest in March. We will be there from March 10th through the 14th. And that's leading up to Runner's app launch. We'll have some surprises along the way, some interesting, fun stuff, some experimental marketing and things like that. And we want to meet you. We're not going to do any big, uh, you know, sponsored thing right now just because we just made the decision a couple of weeks ago to go because we were keeping a close eye on COVID. I listened to about two hours worth of COVID content or read you know, the equivalent of two hours worth of COVID content every single day, and I have for the past two years, to keep, uh, well, you know, 23 months, to keep a close eye on what is happening with COVID so that I can make certain decisions about this company or these companies. Because it's told, all told, it's about 25 people. It's not huge, but that's a lot when it comes to what we're doing internally. Outside of that, we now have 200 runners. And so, you know, we want to be smart about the first time we do some sort of summit or something like that, which or pop up or meet up. Uh, we had our four city uh, tour that some of you were part of. I, I made sure that I did that at the time I felt was right and safe and had all the protocols in place. And I'll continue to do that. And so that's all to say that as long as, as it is still safe to March 10th, you will see us at South by if you're going to be there, we would love, love, love to see you. We'll be all around. Um, like I said, there's a lot of us. We'll be putting up on the runner website, hirerunner.co, and on the backstage website and the mixtape newsletter. Join that if you haven't. And on social, uh, anytime I'm going to be speaking or if we know we're going to have something that's public or hang out, you know, may, again, not official hangs, but kind of just casual hangs. And if you're, if you're there and we don't get to meet all good, we'll have another chance. Or if you meet someone else from the team, that'll be amazing. If you're not going to South By, which is most people listening to this, do not worry about it. Do not let FOMO distract you from your purpose. There's never going to be, I mean, last weekend, everybody was at the Super Bowl. In the city I live in, I was happy as a clam sitting on my uh, Lazy Boy, watching on my big screen. 
No after party, no pre-party, no at the bowl, none of that. Um, because I didn't want to. If I wanted to, I would have gone. If I, I didn't, I didn't. So I didn't. But you can't let FOMO take over. Because I promise you, no matter what, I've been in these situations for the last 15, 20 years. There's always a VVIP room to the VIP room. There's a really funny episode of Frasier, and I may be getting uh, older, old enough that I'm repeating myself because I found a gray hair right down the middle of my forehead. In the, I mean, you know, right in the middle, top of that today. I'll, maybe I'll send a picture out. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm repeating myself. But even if I am, this may be your first time hearing it. There's an amazing episode of Frasier. So funny. Where uh, Frazier and Niles, you know how they are. <laughs> if you've watched the show, they're, they're a trip. And they make their way into this exclusive club. Not like a party club, but like a membership-only sort of uh, social club and spa. And they make their way in because they're jealous that they weren't invited. Then they get in. And then they find themselves realizing, oh, there's, a, there's like a, a special floor that we that you can get in. Not, this isn't the full thing. I want to go there, and they try to find their way there. And then it goes it goes on and on. And I won't spoil it completely. You can probably Google and find it and and pull it up on Hulu or uh, Amazon or YouTube or something. But it is such such a great comparison to what I see when people are at these tech events or at these concerts, Coachella. Or uh, I don't know, some sports game, or somebody's house, or some movie premiere, or somebody you know the opening up of the barbecue shop down the street, but you weren't there because you didn't you didn't know it was happening. I hear about it all the time, and I'm just like FOMO, the lack of FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO means, it means fear of missing out, right? The lack of FOMO is such. A hack and it's not it's easier said than done and when I was probably 30 or 25 I probably had FOMO I can't remember having it but I probably did but right now 41 I don't have that FOMO I want you to live your best life I'm excited for you do your thing I'm gonna do my thing and the way I look at it is wherever I am is the best place to be right and that can be you can use that right now so wherever you are, that's where the party is. Wherever, whatever deal you got into, whatever investment you made, that's the best investment there is. Wherever you're going to be. And I love seeing it. I see it on my Instagram sometimes. I see some of my friends and I'm like thinking about how I'm traveling around and I'm speaking to crowds and I'm doing these million dollar deals. And I'll see some of my friends and they're living their best lives, right? They are like so content so happy, so fulfilled, and they're not wasting time worried about where where I am. Because what I'm really doing is I'm at the hotel, and I'm probably watching Mad Al when she's not on sabbatical, and I'm probably getting as much sleep as I can, and I probably went to that place where I took the picture for 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So before you get so overwhelmed with FOMO about missing out about what somebody else is doing, Think about like grass is always greener. You always think something's better on the other side until you get there. I say that the grass is usually greener on the other side because there's a lot of fertilizer over there. 
<laughs> so do with that what you will. I'm gonna go. Uh, let's do a code word so we can so we can make sure that we all know that we listen to this. Let me look around the room. Popcorn. I might have used it before. So we'll say popcorn again. It can mean either one. Popcorn. I'm in this room that has a popcorn maker that my wife got me for uh, my birthday, my 40th birthday when we were in quarantine. And so I'm looking over at the popcorn maker. I'm going to say popcorn. That's the word that you tweet at me or you write in a comment on Instagram or you write in an email or you say it to me in person. And it lets me know that you just listened to this. And it doesn't matter if you listen to it today when I publish it or years from now, I still get these words years later from the podcast. So it's so much fun. Thanks for listening to this whole thing. I hope it was helpful. I will continue doing this. And hey, we're revving up March 15th. Make sure you get on that mailing list if you have not. That wait list, hirerunner.co. If you want to be a runner, if you want to be a customer, there's no obligation either way. Sign up for it so you can get the information when we when we break out. Go to backstagecapital.com. Join the mixtape newsletter so that you can get all of Backstage's updates, including South By, including where we'll be next, and including exclusive information about Runner behind the scenes. And I'll see you next time, or hear you next time, or, you know, you know what I mean. Bye.